This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What's good, people, and welcome to the Everyday Hustle. The show that explores the five most important days that have changed the lives of the world's best young creators, entrepreneurs, and inventors. With new guests on the show each week, they'll be telling us their incredible stories and their everyday hustle. If you're on a journey, need some inspiration, or just want to hear from some of the best young minds around, then subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Follow us on our socials at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. This is the Everyday Hustle. Talking us through their everyday hustle, our next guest is a voice to bless this podcast. As she has worked her way through radio, TV, and all things digital, from interviewing the likes of Rita Ora and Nick Cannon to busting many two steps in the Capital Lecture Studio every Saturday. It's our pleasure to welcome Ramel London. Darling, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for noticing my dancing. Do you know what I can't. I can't not. I can't not. Literally, it's like you you wonder what the radio presenter's actually doing whilst the music's playing. Yeah. And you are fully vibing out in there. Let me tell you. That's Literally. It. It's, it's like, like thank God they've got the um the hands-free recording button on the Instagram. Yeah, that's my favorite now, feature yeah. now. Literally just <laughs> stepping away. But how are you? You okay? I'm really well, thank you. I'm really good. Good, good, good. Thanks for coming down. Thank you. Um, for having me no, that's an absolute pleasure um, now TV radio hosting um, voiceover everything presenting you do a lot like it's, it's as long as my arm literally I'm trying. Like, the amount that you do <laughs> I'm um, really trying it's amazing it's amazing what have you been up to um, right now it's like a really good period just to try new things mm-hmm. so um, obviously a lot of people know me for like online music interviews and all that kind of stuff and now I'm, I'm really opening my eyes out to the the world of digital and yeah. how many other things like brand collaborations mm. and just like international types of projects Absolutely, and yeah. so you know because I've always wanted to be a presenter but I always thought it'd just be like music yeah and now I'm like no entertainment is like my favorite thing you've got to be like, very open-minded yeah business, definitely because yeah. like you know every job could be could lead to something else as well and mm-hmm. I've learned through my experience and through my come up that trying different things can definitely allow you to 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 know more yeah. and just having different experiences are so valuable as well. So, yeah. yeah. What's it like providing the soundtrack to London? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. Well, do you know what? I love music yeah. and 
what I particularly love right now is the UK sound. It's sick. It's doing it's so, so, so well. Did so you manage to get along to Wireless? I did. Yeah. 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 Sunday um, was my day that yeah. I went and it was just a vibe. Yeah. Like it was just a nice, the weather helped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it was a, nice, really a very, helped. very nice touch. But it was just like nice to see like loads of UK artists come together, but also mm-hmm. the international acts adding that little extra spice. Obviously Drake yeah. doing what he did. Yeah. And um, like, you know, even Rick Ross, like ain't seen him in years. Exactly. Like, my boy, he's yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we can say that. Oh, he's my boy. Yeah, he's my boy. <laughs> no, nah, he's probably not. We're not, we're not cool <laughs> exactly like, that. like that. But do you know what I mean? Like when you see like so much talent come together, like it's always amazing. But yeah. my, like I said, my particular interest and like particular joy is seeing UK artists like mm-hmm. dominating main stages in the UK. Yeah. Like it's, it's mad. Yeah, yeah. Talk, well, talking of talent, like you've obviously, you've got a, a long list of traits going on there, but you know that that journey in itself which we're going to dive into is obviously an interesting one um but it was it must have not, not been easy at certain oh, moments <laughs> so some some difficulties that you would have faced but what, what does that word hustle mean to you oh my gosh that is definitely a part of my life um i feel like hustle is understanding there's different things you have to do to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So just because it's one job, like I am presenter, however, you have to have different strands. Um, keep yourself afloat. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I always used to say I have a side hustle. Yeah. So that might be working in retail or doing, like I've done everything, like yeah. working in a bar, working like catering shifts and all that kind of stuff. Because, mm. and these are all the things that people don't need to know about because it's just the thing that's helping you keep that that constant money coming. Exactly. But, um, but then, you know, when, when your dream becomes a reality and you can mm-hmm. and you can live off it eventually that's that's amazing but sometimes you need it's so important to have those side hustles and those side hustles also can be a part of the bigger and greater picture because like you know again i'm known for radio mm-hmm. but um i also do voiceovers i yeah. also do live events ho- hosting i also do tv and online as well so they are also the hustles for the the bigger picture so yeah Hey, I'm Ramel London and this is my everyday hustle. So day one is October 25th, 2003. Did you always know you wanted to be a performer? Um, do you know who it was? I was more jealous of people that were performers. <laughs> Story of our lives, right? Yeah. So I'm I like, to see like Chris Brown too many times. Literally, I'm like, <laughs> I can do that. So I think my first like real life memory of that feeling mm-hmm. was watching um do you remember on disney channel and um, there was a show called smart guy yeah and um <laughs> tj <laughs> was a uh, tap dancing yeah, yeah yeah and i was like that's sick i can tap dance so me and my cousin we went in the kitchen yeah. and we put our school shoes on mm. and we scuffed up the floor <laughs> like proper scuffed up the floor and my mum was like what do you think you are doing we're like oh we're tap dancing she was like no nah, this is a mess so she called my auntie and they were like Right, do you lot really want to do tap dancing? We was like, yeah, of course. So they signed us up. They literally let us do tap dancing. That's the way forward. There yeah. you go. There's the biggest bit of yeah, advice so- you could ever be given. <laughs> Just mess up your shoes, make mistakes, and then you'll get given stuff. There you go. So um, from then, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I got like a kind of like itch for performing. Yeah. So I I was very proactive as a child as well. Yeah. So I'd tell my mum, oh, I want to try this. I want to try that, blah, blah, blah. So she used to literally say, 
look for it, find it, call them up. Like, so I'm like calling up these places from like the age of like eight or whatever. I'm like, oh, I want to come and do this. Forget and strangers danger. That's yeah, it. like literally. So um, I literally used the yellow pages, throwback. Yeah. Um, and I used to look for classes in, in my area yeah. and I tell my mom and she'd be like, cool. Now looking back, I fully have so much respect for my mom because mm-hmm. I know like now knowing what her financial situation yeah. was like, I'm like, why did you let me do exactly, all of this stuff? Yeah, but yeah. she really believed in like she cared, yeah. trying mm-hmm. and giving it a go. And, and that's possibly why I am who mm-hmm. I am today. Cause yeah. everything I do, I'm like, I'm trying my best. Like yeah. that's what you can do. Exactly. So, um, Again, it was trial and error. Yeah. I did everything like ballet, uh, African dance, contemporary dance, jazz dance, da 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 da. So um, when I got to around the age of like 14, 15, my friends invited me to a musical theatre group that was in our area. And this date was the it was the day you joined. Yes. Yeah. So um, we were we were doing loads of shows. Like we actually performed at Sadler's Wells, all oh, kinds amazing. of stuff. Like yeah, it was really cool. And um, you know that's when I was really like this could be something. Yeah. Um, but there was a particular day that uh, the the teachers or I guess instructors told us we want you guys to create your own performance it can be inspired by anything and um, you know make a routine make a a song all that kind of stuff so I was in a group of girls (laughs) and they were adamant that they wanted to recreate like Moulin Rouge I think it must have recently come out or something they were adamant and they were like yes this is perfect we can dance we can sing we can show how amazing we are and I was like hold on a minute <laughs> why Moulin Rouge yeah. like this is like you know as a child I'm like that's just a sex film yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> and they were like no 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 it's gonna be great like we can go to Ann Summers and what? get our outfits no, what? yeah I was like wait yeah. wait a minute why am I going to Ann Summers all of a sudden? Yeah, legit. Like, what do you is, mean? Yeah. How do you even know about them things there? <laughs> this is the thing. So, <laughs> so that kind of blew my mind. Like, I don't know if I want to do... Like, I knew I didn't want to join them in their... Yeah, yeah. Whatever they were doing. <laughs> and all the other groups, like, they kind of decided what they wanted. And each group, I kind of asked, like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And I was like, yeah. I don't like this. And then it made me think, what if one day I had to do a role that I really didn't like? Yeah. And it spun me yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that was that was the that was the eye opener yeah, yeah it was like this isn't for me and i feel i felt like you know as a as a you know because I, I i have a religion i'm christian mm-hmm. um i'm you know i'm not against anything in particular but like you know there might be something on screen that they might ask me to do and i'll be like do you know what that's not a part of my beliefs yeah, really, or yeah. like do you know what i mean like anything could come up and um and at that point as well as a girl i didn't want to be sexualized yeah like you know i was just a teenager i thought yeah. i don't need to be sexualized to perform yeah so exactly. that was a real kind of pivotal moment and i'm quite proud of myself that's at that strong, young age what, yeah that's a strong female <laughs> independent like sort of voice to have in your head at that age yeah like, I, I, really... I, it was also fear of my mother <laughs> <laughs> just, a li- just a little bit like, just a little bit because I saw it as this is something you want to perform to your parents oh legit, like, yeah yeah because they're going to come and they're see gonna, it they're going to take videos pictures literally and, like and I'm like I don't want to be parading around in lingerie I don't the- think your mum would have been clapping to that she- even. my mum oh definitely my would not have if I well I don't know what I'd be doing Moulin Rouge anyway that's a bad example but, <laughs> but do you know what I mean like it just made me really think I might need to look at different elements of performing yeah. so from that kind of day on yeah. I looked at other forms of performing and entertainment and that's when I um, realised that presenting could be something because I could still be me so day two 
It is the 11th of January, 2008. So this was the day I was officially announced as a Nike Women um, Ambassador. Get in there! Way <laughs> put a couple of sirens over that bit there. You hear that? You hear that? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, and I feel like that was a pivotal moment for yeah. becoming Ramel London. Yeah. So, so um, just for the people listening, what, what what exactly did that involve? So I used to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. So I used to be 100 and 200 meter mm-hmm. runner, sprinter. Um, to be fair, I wasn't the fastest. Like yeah. I wasn't like, you know, in the country top league and all that kind of stuff. You was consistent. I was consistent. And I, and I was just naturally quite quick. So, mm-hmm. you know, I weren't. To, to be fair, I was good. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> just started it down. Yeah, nah, I was fast. Like, I was yeah. cool. But like, you yeah. know, it was one of those questions like, are you going to the Olympics? And I'm like, nah, no, I'm not. Yeah, that's a, but that's like, a common one when it comes to athletics. Yeah, like, yeah. people always like, because back then it was like 20, 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the big one. It's going to be in London. Everyone knew about it. So I'm like, really guys, I don't think like I'm, I'm definitely still at uni. Yeah. Like that's not really my main focus. And I was no. studying broadcast journalism. Yeah. So my main focus was media, but I loved athletics. Yeah. So it was perfect when um, Nike women decided they wanted to look for ambassadors to just represent women in sport. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love being a woman in sport. Yeah. And I think it'd be really cool if I could use my voice to encourage and promote that. And as a wanting to be a media personality as well, perfect. Yeah, exactly. So it literally, it was a competition. I had to enter, had to go through all these trials and like audition processes. Um, but... I think just my like again, I was very gassed. Like yeah, so when you found out, when you found out, talk me through the moment, like when you first actually, you know, like found out the news that you was actually going to be an ambassador. So all of the process went took part in Leeds because that's where I went to uni. Okay, so I was actually at home after the Christmas holidays in London. And um, I knew we were going to find out eventually because obviously they wanted to kickstart the whole campaign throughout two thousand eight. Um, two thousand eight, and. I remember being at home. I was by myself. I just came out of the shower. And um, so I was in a towel. And then the phone rang. And like, obviously, like scrambling. Oh, oh crap. Like, yeah. I'm naked. Um, obviously, I can't see you. So it's like... <laughs> But you know, no, don't you ever feel a bit nervous no, like, when you're on the phone? You know what? Naked. I was working with someone the other day and they actually had like um, a little bit of masking tape in their bag. I was like, what's that for? And they opened up his laptop and he would put the masking See? tape over the camera. Because Loads of people do it. Well. Yeah, because I don't know. I always feel paro yeah, that paranoid. you can't yeah. see me, yeah. but I know I'm naked. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just give yourself some self-assurance. I'm talking Nobody's to like a Nike exec. Yeah. Like. <laughs> just, like, just hanging out, you know. Like. <laughs> well, like, you know, <laughs> I kept I kept it, you know, calm. Yeah. Answered the phone. And they were like, hi, Ramel. I um, just want to let you know that you've, uh, you've won. You're officially one of the 14 women across the UK to That's become incredible. a Nike Select. So, yeah, we were called Nike Selects yeah. because... I don't know. That you just selected. sounded cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that was actually yeah, our yeah, title. Yeah. That was weird. But um, yeah, I remember just running around the house <laughs> naked. Um, <laughs> but literally then it just became a moment of like, this is the start of something mm. really cool. Cause I, it's a proper like massive brand. We all love Nike. Like yeah, growing exactly. up. I don't like, know who don't. Yeah. So it was, it was a moment. And then it just, everything, I wouldn't say everything changed, but yeah. 
my uni balance changed a lot because like, I was off filming with Nike and like doing okay. lots of campaigns, still doing athletics, yeah. still doing uni, still doing like... It's a lot of pressure though. It was a lot. A lot of pressure. Like, lot. How, how did you find to, to manage it all? Um, had to. Like we <laughs> would no do... Choice. Literally, they'd book us like... Because I was in Leeds as well and a lot of the stuff was like either in the Midlands or in London. Mm-hmm. So like I'd be on trains like all the time coming back and forth yeah. trying to make sure I'm there for everything. But um, but they were very understanding that you're at uni. Yeah. Like they wanted to use uni students because they knew we could have a bigger impact with like university girls okay, and women. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, More relevant. Yeah, it made yeah. sense. And, um, you know, and that's kind of when people's health and fitness declines because mm-hmm. they're out drinking, they're out, like they're studying. So they wanted us to, so we had to set up loads of workshops at uni as well okay. to make sure that, you know, we were getting women into sport. So, um, so yeah, it was like a whole, it was like a job. Yeah, like, it was like actually a job. Experience. How, how did this sort of lead you into the profession that you were sort of pursuing? You always knew you wanted to go so into this area. I always told people, so obviously I'm at uni but I'm telling people I'm gonna be a presenter yeah I'm like that was my thing I I I kind of spoke it into existence because I knew it was gonna happen so while I was always filming I was like oh yeah so I'd ask loads of questions about like media and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff I'm like yeah because I want to be a presenter and they were like listen you keep on talking about this whole presenting thing do you want to present some stuff for us and I was like (gasps) no way yeah literally so (laughs) then I became like the Nike presenter for all of the campaign yeah so uh, me and another girl called Sarah we were like the two main presenters for everything and it went so well like you know we interviewed loads of athletes and loads of like just inspirational oh, such good women man. yeah it yeah. was amazing like even some of the women that like in the Olympics now or like past Olympics yeah. like I interviewed them all and it was just so amazing to meet so many amazing women and the guys who produced the the content they were like look we've got so much great stuff would you like a show reel mm. and I was like what like yeah. and th- they were very real in, in the sense of saying you know what this would actually cost a lot of money if you paid for a professional show yeah. reel yeah, from 100%. a production yeah company. we know what the costs are now, yeah it? So, so I was like oh my gosh like literally this is the best thing ever yeah. so that was like my first ever official show reel that's nice um, and um, I used that I used that a lot and it helped so much so that was almost like your step up like in terms Definitely. of like putting yourself out there meeting new people definitely and I didn't ever expect that being like just enjoying athletics yeah. would lead to helping my presenting career like, I think it comes back to what you were saying about like taking opportunities yeah. when they come and, yeah. and sort of stepping outside your comfort zone to do that definitely because I could have potentially from that I could have then been a sport, sports journalist exactly but I was like no no <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I still no, want to do like but that was like another side of yeah. entertainment because like you know because back then they used to do a lot of like dance troops and um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we used to go to like all the dance workshops and oh, that kind amazing. of stuff. So it was a different side of Nike women and yeah. just for me a different side of re- reporting. Mm-hmm. So it was wicked. Day three, twelfth of July, two thousand and ten. Graduation. It was. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm saying it. Like you know. a whole eight it's years like, ago. Do you know what I mean? But hey, listen. Thanks, I'll take that it. Late I'll take than it. Never. Um, what was it like? So, so you went through this whole uni life. Yeah. Um, you made it out the other end. Yeah. You're still, you know, walking. Uni was amazing. Yeah. But I think for more of a personal level rather than educational. Yeah. Because um, 
I did not enjoy my course. Oh, really? Now, I look back and I'm like, it's so helpful. Mm -hmm. Like, it taught me so much. Um, Because I studied broadcast journalism. Because I thought, why not do it the old-fashioned way and get a degree in what you want? But... um, but really and truly, everything I'd done was through work experience and I'd done a lot of it through uni. Wow. So it was like Catch-22 because I was doing so much whilst at uni, yeah. it actually affected my 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 degree. Yeah. Like there were some bits that I just didn't do well in because I had a radio show while I was at uni. I used to host events while I was at uni. You I would used... never have had those experiences for you. There you go. Know, do you know what I mean? There you I go. Th- I think it's like, it's all upon us like that, that we kind of have to go uni and it's like the traditional route to sort of follow on into it. Yeah. But I think unless you, your, your subject area is so, so specific, like if you want to be a doctor, don't get me wrong, you need to go and learn something. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you can't um, bring that. Certain, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there's certain areas that I think, especially like presenting as being one of them yeah. that you know us guys I think we learn more from work from work 100% 100% but but now that I've left uni I'm grateful for what I learned but as a person more more than anything that was do you think it gave you like the, like the fundamentals like the you know the people skills the, the discipline yeah. the, the being able to work under a high amounts of pressure and definitely things like that. I mean I went to uni by myself like mm. all of my friends well not all of them but quite a few of them went to to local unis yeah. or like they went with friends I purposely went to uni by myself yeah. and kind of far away yeah. so that no one could really kind of like stop me from having this moment yeah so um yeah Leeds I, I, would, I wouldn't have gone to Leeds if it wasn't for uni like, <laughs> no, no, no. there's not any really oh, real reason this weekend? I really want to go Leeds do you know what I mean like it's not <laughs> yeah. really the, the destination ideal for me yeah. but um, but I fell in love with the city and um, just the people in general and like you know all those opportunities weren't based from uni it yeah. was I met DJs and like you know some of the DJs asked me to host events for them and yeah, then I met you know I was on pirate radio um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like you know just through, through like being out and then asking like you know what's the, the coolest radio station in Leeds and, networking, and yeah. it just so happened to be a pirate one and like you know I had free free reign to do whatever I want and produce my own shows and that kind of stuff yeah. I also had student radio as well but like I had the student radio which kind of more professional how they want it and then yeah. pirate radio to just be wild and do my thing yeah. which I pretty much now <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah but it was a juggle man like I remember there was a point in final year where I thought I'm just gonna drop out was this, this a tough time yeah this ain't years. working like you know I'd rather actually just get work experience and there mm. were offers in London where it's kind of like oh you can work at our radio station and this and that yeah and I was like oh so if I just drop out now I'll be cool yeah but I'm glad I finished yeah what's it that kept you going um uh, my mom again yeah. and just I think like also like my grandparents and that kind of stuff like yeah. they're very like I'm half Nigerian half Guyanese okay. so I've got you know and my granddad like has a million degrees so <laughs> it's kind of like you need to yeah, have yeah, a degree yeah, 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 yeah. but also just to be like one of the I think I was one of the first grandchildren to graduate oh, so family, yeah so it was kind of like let me do this for them as well yeah. but also I don't quit like there's no what's the point of quitting no because I feel like you've got to finish it all the way even if I failed it I didn't yeah. but like even if I failed it at least I tried like, mm-hmm. and I think again that's what my mum always instilled in me try your best yeah. like just keep trying and you know have breaks and yeah she, she was always like you're coming home soon yeah, it's fine it's wicked, see? that so, positive mentality yeah yeah so, so graduations happen you've thrown your hat in the air um, imagine we weren't allowed to throw the hats you know <laughs> It's mad. So Why? at Leeds Uni, they banned throwing hats in the air. What, health and safety? Yes. No way. 
it's so unfortunate. Oh, I was looking you. forward to throwing See, my hat that's in why there. I'm saying it. Eight years down the line, congratulations, because <laughs> you didn't get to throw your hat in there. For real. We were only allowed the hats for the photo. No way. They were that's... so ruthless. Did you get the gown? I got the gown. You kept the gown? Uh, oh, no. I didn't just even... Just in case. I didn't even you think never of know. that. You might come like, to like a, a fancy dress party. And I need a like, gown? Bring, um, bring, no. bring gown back, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the graduation day in Pacific, like, you, you haven't... You've, you've, you've held your hat on, yeah? <laughs> yes. Um, what was that day like? Your mum must have been so proud. Oh, that day was so stressful. So, um, my mum didn't come. What? Yeah. It was... It's so embarrassing looking back and, yeah. like, we literally don't talk about it because, yeah. basically, me and my mum... I'm an only child to my mum. Yeah. We have, like, the best relationship and the worst relationship. Yeah. So when we're cool, we are cool. Yeah. We are best friends. <laughs> when we're not cool... And I guess I was, like, just... It was one of the those usual moments. teenager. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we used to fight that candle. Not physically, yeah. but, like, you know, my mum is loud. So yeah. she can argue anyone, like, to the ground. Yeah. And, um... I think just a couple of weeks beforehand, maybe it might've been like two weeks beforehand, we had an argument and I said the words, we well, might as well not even come. And she took that literal. My mum is so stubborn. <sighs> she went, what? She basically oh, said, so you just told me not to <laughs> not come because I think it was arguing about travel or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was something stupid. You might as well not even come. Yeah. She was like, Fine, I won't. I was like, <gasps> no. She stuck to her word. And that was it. And she like just my my whole family was so angry. Because but, she, but now looking back, obviously it was just like yeah. I mean, obviously she got the photo. She tells everyone how proud there she is. But I'm like, but you weren't there. But, um, <laughs> but the actual day was other than that, like that as well. I think it was just a catalyst of problems. Mm. Um, my taxi was late. I missed. I missed, so I missed part of the registration process, which meant I, I would have been able to fix a problem which ended in me not graduating with my class. Wow, okay. So my taxi was late, got there, basically got my gown, everything, lined up, and they were like, you're not registered to graduate today. And I said, sorry, what? And because everything was late, <laughs> yeah. so if I got there earlier, it yeah. would have been fine. But yeah. they were like, you've missed the window to graduate with your oh class. And I was like, I'm in Leeds for one day only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am graduating <laughs> today. So I don't remember it was raining. Oh God. I think that's just, it's kind of a summary of like your journey through uni. Mate, isn't it? It's like a cherry on top of the cake. Just pain, like yeah. pain, pain, pain. So then we had to wait. My friend, so my cousin was with me and my friend came because she was still in Leeds at the time. Mm. And um, yeah, in the end, I graduated, but I graduated with like some next like, Department. <laughs> I was with like the scientists. <laughs> so random. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, it just it just felt weird. But I, it was yeah. such a great moment. Like I, it's funny because I recorded a vlog all the way through it. Oh really? That's currently okay, on yeah, YouTube, yeah. so you can watch it. Yeah, um, you can see my whole like oh, we'll video, my uni diaries. I called it um, or graduation diaries mm-hmm. or something. The whole day I recorded, and um, it was beautiful. Day four, 4th of October, 2017. So this is the biggie, isn't it? Mm. This is like moving like last year and looking real good on, on, on the sound waves. Yeah. Capital Electra, talk to me. Right. So that is a real 360 story. Um, mm. I actually used to work at Capital and um, Capital actually used to be called Choice FM. Yeah. I also used to work there. So that was back in 2011. Yeah, yeah. So I was a runner, I was like a production assistant and 
back then it just didn't work out like no. I was there for a good few years but I always wanted to be a presenter and those mm-hmm. opportunities just weren't coming up yeah. and um, I thought it, I thought it was never going to happen like I just did not see Capital Extra being a part of my life no. so um, I did actually work at uh, BBC Radio 1 Extra for quite a few years as well and um I actually had to make a decision to leave One Extra to go to Capital Extra. Right. So that moment of joining Capital Extra oh, was yeah. a jaw dropper yeah, yeah, for yeah. so many people because a lot of people knew that I used to work at Capital. Mm-hmm. I left, yeah. went to the BBC, yeah. and then had to leave the and BBC to go to Capital Extra. So and was it was it like the thought of the unknown as well? Because like, was you was you sure about the move? Was you one hundred percent sure you wanted to do it? When I left Capital the first time, um, well, it's not going to happen again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I left Capital, um, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was never on bad terms, but it was really awkward because they got wind that I was kind of talking to BBC, the BBC. Right, okay. So yeah, they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm just an assistant. Like, why yeah. can't I do things over there as well? And they were like, look, this industry is too competitive for you to kind of like, be trying to do everything it's all or nothing sort of yeah thing, right? so I had to leave Capital and I really was devastated because that was like I was getting paid to be there as yeah. well as a production assistant so this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Going back to that building and seeing all those faces, I was like, what are they going to be like? Are, mm. they, are they going to be like, look at the traitor, oh, she's back. Yeah. But <laughs> it was the nicest welcome ever. Oh, like, that's good. And, it was, and, the, and what I love about like the Capital Extra building and like, you know, just global because there's Heart in there, there's yeah. Capital FM, there's like, you know, XFM. Like, it is a family and I remember, like, Half of the team's still there. I know them. Yeah, that's good. And it was like, oh my gosh, you're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, And it was like, oh, you remember me? <laughs> and like a lot of the conversations were like, you went from being an assistant to having your own show. Mm. And I'm like, I know, right? Like, that's, that's literally, it's so inspiring though. It thanks, really is. man. And it, for me, it was just like, it just really shows that every, every moment is for something. It's yeah. part of the bigger picture. Yeah. So I, I was a production assistant to just understand what working in a commercial station is like. Because before that, I'd only worked in community radio or pirate radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like I learned it, went away, practiced it, and came back stronger. Mm-hmm. And that was so important. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm so glad I'm at Capital Extra. So that's now. like, oh, so that's like, um, like taking a step back to move forward in a sense. Yeah, like it's not always you can't just always keep going forward, right? Yeah, because I thought back in the day, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for radio. Like, yeah. give me a show, and they were like, no, no, like you can't, you're not ready for this, and you have to practice. Not that like BBC was the practice ground, but at the same time, BBC have a different style mm-hmm. completely. So I I learned a different style, and now I've adapted that style, and now I have my style yeah. for Capital Extra, which yeah. is great like maybe back in the day I wouldn't have had that capital extra sound yeah. um, I would have probably just been the gassed girl yeah. so. <laughs> literally now, the gassed girl not I've, ref- I've refined it now yeah. so. <laughs> I can control it yeah so um, I feel like you know those years that learning experience and maybe I just wasn't mature enough to have yeah. my own show because like you know we produce our own shows ourselves like we yeah, don't have amazing. anyone in there with us that's why I'm yeah. dancing all the time so, um, <laughs> so yeah like you know, I had to learn what it's like to have a producer, what to produce shows and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And now I can do it by myself yeah. and don't need anyone. So would you say that's quite important then? Like um, people like looking to go into this industry in specific yeah, uh, to sort of take on and adapt and learn new skills, not just not just in the area that they want to yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, shadow people like you know, go to different types of radio stations and figure out which one is you. Yeah. So, you know, a community station might be all about, um, especially specialism. Mm-hmm. So you know, being a specialist DJ in, in a particular genre. Uh, BBC is very talk based. So you know, knowing how to tell a good story. Yeah, and how to chat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Capital Extra is very like you know, push the music. Mm. You know, drive it. Let them know what's coming up. Like yeah. you know, thing big things. Entertainment fueled. Yeah. So you know, that's something you have to learn. So go to different if you want to be a sp- sports anchor or anything like that. Go to different places. Learn the sound, the style. And adapt and create your own. Yeah, legit. What's what's it like waking up and, and going into a studio and using your voice for a job? I mean, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've, I see it as using my voice, but like I see it as what can I do for someone today? Yeah. Like, you know. How can I put a smile on their face? Yeah. Like, I always think when I'm when I'm about to talk, I'm thinking... What is the person that's listening doing? Like, how yeah. could I be helping them? Like, if they're cooking, they might be having their lunch. Yeah. Right, let's get some good tunes on so you have a good day. Let's start your day properly. Oh, you're coming back in from doing a shop. Yeah. Like, you know, you got, I, I think. Do you how... still have to pinch yourself sometimes? Um, do you know what? I had a, a moment the other day where I was on air and I was like, I'm not nervous. And I was like, <laughs> remember that day when you were terrified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm so happy that I'm not scared of this anymore. Yeah. Like I'm comfortable and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And um, I think it's good to be nervous. Yeah. Because that just means you really mean it. You and like care, you, yeah. you want to do your best. But at the same time, it's good to be comfortable in your skin and like not fear that, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to mess up. Because the moment you start putting doubts in your mind, yeah. you probably will trip and fall. And, yeah, precisely. Yeah. So day five here on the Everyday Hustle is five years looking into your future. Okay. okay. So like five years um, where you want to be, where Bramel London is going to be, any plans you've got in the pipeline or, or work areas that you want to like tread into. Yeah. Um, where do you think you'd be? I really want to be... Um, 
I, I guess I don't I don't aspire, aspire to be famous, mm-hmm. but um, I want to be recognized for what for I your do. Work. Yeah. yeah, so I really would love to just be known for. Do you know what? If you know, like when you see an Oprah Winfrey like documentary or interview or something, yeah, and you're like, Ooh, oh, what yeah, is yeah, Oprah yeah, gonna yeah. do? Exactly. Like, yeah. is she gonna cry? Like, yeah. like what are you gonna get out of the person? I'd love yeah. for people to see me and be like, I can't wait for that interview to come out because mm-hmm. I know it's gonna be good. Or I can't wait for that show to come out because I know it's gonna be eye opening. Yeah, that's the kind of feeling I want people to attach to my name also like I really want to be in the live TV circuit so you know I I love hosting I love music I love entertainment so like doing something like you know X Factor Britain's Got Talent Mm -hmm. or um, you know The Voice all those kind of shows even kind of reality side like Love Island and Big Brother like, yeah. I'd love to be the host of those shows because main thing is it's people it's entertainment exactly. and it's just like all of my favourite things in yeah. one so do you ever think there'll be a, a moment where you'll go yeah I've, I've made it I've done it I'm so hard on myself yeah so to 16 year old me I could say that now yeah exactly because I'm on radio I'm doing TV bits yeah. but I'm still not officially there yet, yeah. if you get what I mean. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I haven't got my big house. I haven't mm-hmm. got, not that it has to be a big house, but no. I haven't got a house. No. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'd yeah. be nice to be able to live comfortably off what I've done and then say, yeah, this is nice. Um, but I feel like I'm always going to find something new. There'll always be something new to show. You have for, to be yeah. grateful. I mean, like, that's the hustle, isn't it? Yeah. Really is. Uh, so, so, three things now um, for people that are listening in that, that are looking to go into your line of work, are looking yeah. to go into any line of work or, or pursuing like a passion or, or, or success driving for. What, what three simple tips would you give them? Right. The first one is, and I think I've said it a lot, is just try, try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in your field. Like, so, you know, for, for an athlete, even if you're doing sprinting, you have to do weight training, you have to do uh, plyometrics, you need yeah. to do, like, you know, stretches, you need to do all different types of things. Like, even yoga might help you with your athletics. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, you have to try other elements to help the core skill. Yeah. So, try as many things and see what can aid you and, and better equip you to that perfect thing. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you love, uh, being a performing artist or whatever it is, um, try songwriting, try producing, try creating, yeah, script writing. Waters, yeah. yeah. So you can aid the main thing. Um, so definitely try as many things to support your your skill. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I'd say is, um, the best way to describe it is network. Meet people, uh, learn from people, maybe get a mentor, maybe even if it's not like a full-time mentor, because I've never had a mentor, but no. I've spoken to 100,000 people. Yeah. I, I ask advice all the time. So I think networking is so important, but how you network isn't just knowing people. Yeah. It's asking people for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be like, you know. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know yeah. I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like they say, no, okay, cool. Your feelings are hurt. You delete their number. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, like there's no harm in asking and like, you know, always increasing your network because your network is your network. Yeah. So um, last thing is do not be hard on yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, appreciate every moment. Take time out to just reflect and um, and just be the best you. Mm-hmm. That's all you can be. Don't ever try and be anyone else that, like, you know. 
although in this industry that like, you know there is sometimes a common like style you know everyone you have to be trendy you have to be pretty yeah. you have to be super fit cool that might work for everyone and that's working it might be the current thing but you can be you and you can stand out so i feel like always be you and be happy being you be confident yeah. being you so yeah that's why i said said it like be grateful of who you are and what your journey is mm-hmm. and everything about you because your journey everyone's journey is different it's your biggest strength in it you yeah. are you yeah so yeah. your story is going to equip you for your life plan yeah so um just take every opportunity and just be always be you live your best life yeah <laughs> live your best life you heard it here first well, well thank you so much for coming thank down you, and chatting Tyler. to us and sharing your hustle I've been Tyler West. Don't forget to let us know what you think and talk to us about your everyday hustles over on our social media. You can find us at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. Please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this show. This has been the Everyday Hustle, a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>